0: Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. My name is Kushbu and I am your host. I am a nutritionist, life coach, and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. On this podcast, we chat all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health to ensure you thrive from the inside out in order to create a more joyous and fulfilling life. Grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine and let's chat. Guys, what is happening? I'm so excited to be spending this time together. I'm not going to lie. Recording each podcast episode has become my favorite time of the week. I literally just sit back with a cup of tea and chat about whatever comes to mind and whatever I'm feeling called to discuss that day. And I gotta say, before we move forward, I just wanted to say that I'm so grateful for all of you who have messaged on my last few episodes, particularly the ones about relationships, how we can upgrade them, and also about creating monthly growth. Your feedback means the world to me. And especially the few of you who came back and told me what your word for the month is, I'm very excited for you. And you gotta come back and tell me how well you fared. And for those of you who haven't yet gotten a chance to listen to that episode, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You can go back and listen to it. No matter what stage of your journey you're in or what time of the month it is, it is going to be incredibly relevant, even if you take one thing out of it. So go back and listen to it. But in the meanwhile, today, I wanted to talk about ways in which we limit ourselves. I remember when I intentionally started my personal development journey back in 2017. And just decided, you know what? I want to grow. I've done the weight loss bit. I've gotten to a place where I'm happy with my physique, but I need to now work on my mindset. I remember receiving one of the most puzzling pieces of advice that I came across, and that was something along the lines of, you are the only person blocking your growth and success. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. At the time, it sounded absolutely ridiculous. Who in their right mind would stand in their own way? And the more I dove into the space of personal development and manifestation and really understanding how impactful the way we show up is, I finally started to understand what this actually meant. And whether or not we are conscious about it, we are each creating our own life based on our current thoughts, emotions, words, and actions. Essentially, today's choices create tomorrow's results. And we, have, we hold so much power, but are we tapping into it? Not nearly enough. And even as we become more self-aware, there's still so much more that we can tap into. And that is why taking this accountability and being responsible for our actions, our thoughts, our emotions is so critical. If we want to consciously create the life that lights us up and truly fulfills us. And so often, what do we do? We try to blame other people, justify where we are currently at or complain. And in the moment it feels really good to offset that responsibility onto some kind of external circumstance. But in doing so we only become a victim of our environment. And like I do with every one of my clients, I'm going to share it with you guys too. But the first thing we need to do if we truly want to become conscious creators is to get out of that victim mindset, because the minute you offset that responsibility, you have no power to change your life because you're waiting for something outside of you to change before you can feel good, before you can achieve and create the life you want. And only when we fully take responsibility for where we are at in our life, can we actually change it. So that means no more blaming, no more complaining, or justifying. And think about it. It's actually quite an empowering concept because since you created your current life, you obviously have the power to create one that actually lights you up and fulfills you if, if, (laughs) if you are intentional about it. And in doing so, you naturally put yourself back in the driving seat of your life and can steer that wheel in any direction that you want. And here's the irony is that the same lesson that once urged me is exactly the first thing I teach every single one of my life coaching clients now. You really want to change your life. You're ready to step up, step into your light and create that incredible life that you know deep down you are worthy and deserving of. Well, it's time to then put down that victim card and take full responsibility. And it is a tough pill to swallow, but Remember this, short-term discomfort is the path to long-term comfort. And so today I wanted to dive into some ways in which we unintentionally hinder our own growth and block ourselves from moving forward. And the reason why I say unintentionally is because, who in that, like I said, who in their right mind is going to say, hey, I don't deserve success, I'm going to block myself. So much is going on on autopilot, and the more we pay attention to it, the more we can change it. And The more we get a grip of our internal narrative, that is when we take back our power. And as much as we seek fulfillment from, let's say, external circumstances, so whether that's booking a holiday, receiving approval and compliments from others, seeing a number on the weighing scales, getting likes and views on Instagram, the list is endless. But the more we seek external fulfillment, the more we are putting ourselves our happiness in the hands of other people or other situations, because only when those things happen, can we start to feel good. But if you ask me the ultimate and the most indestructible level of fulfillment is an inside job. And that stems from constantly growing and evolving growth is addictive. And if you think about it, it's actually very exciting to think that there is always room to get better. And those moments in life, when you feel frustrated and exasperated, That merely comes from stagnancy, and it's it's feedback from your intuition. Your intuition is your biggest cheerleader and always wants to see you win. And that feeling of frustration is merely your intuition screaming at you for not tapping into your potential and to essentially get out of your own way, flip the script, change the narrative, and choose one that aligns with the person you want and so deserve to be. Our, and our words can either empower us to move forward or hinder us from going to the next level. And so that is why for today, I wanted to dive in and touch on five statements we tend to throw around so lightly, not even realizing it, but which are incredibly toxic to our growth and fulfillment. And if you can resonate with them, it's fine, but take that responsibility and pay attention. And the next time you catch yourself going back to that school of thought or that particular statement, ask yourself, how can I reframe it so that I'm moving forward as opposed to holding back? All right, let's get into it. So the first one is dun, 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 dun. I know that already. The problem with the phrase I know is that it's a very fixed mindset, assuming that we know all that there is to learn. Whereas here's the reality. There is always more to learn. No matter where you are at in your journey, no matter how many books you've read, courses you've taken, coaches you've hired, you can always learn more. And that that, I, that voice is telling you that you already know it. It's your ego and you need to, have to shut, shut that ego down. Because even though you might be learning the same concept, everyone's experience and interpretation is unique. So you'll naturally get a different spin and perspective from the by choosing a different source to access that knowledge. That's also why I tend to treat many concepts that I'm already well read in like a beginner. I constantly attend various seminars, well, let's not kid ourselves, webinars right now on similar topics because even though I'm already familiar with, say, 10 of the topics discussed, if I can walk out with one new piece of knowledge, that would be time well spent. I remember back in 2017 when I started my journey, one of the first books I ever read on, in this space was The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. If you haven't read it, I am her biggest cheerleader, her biggest advocate, and I cannot recommend it enough. It is such a beautiful read, so easy to, so easy to digest and apply. But anyway, so I read it, it changed my way of thinking to new levels, and since then I continue to reread it at least once a year. And at this point, I can probably quote each lesson, but the reason why I reread it and continue to go back to it is because at every stage of my journey, what I extract from that book is undoubtedly going to be different. I've grown plenty in the last four years. So it's only natural that my understanding of the lessons would have naturally elevated to. And that's why going back to concepts that you feel that you're already well-versed in is You might actually take out something brand new that you weren't able to see earlier on because of the lens that you were viewing it in. Second statement is, I'm sure a lot of us can identify with having fallen back on, is one day. Let's be real here. How many times have you willed to do something in the future, but you're still yet to do it? We are constantly flooded with the most incredible ideas and set the best intentions, yet in order to reap the benefits, we need to take action on them, ASAP. Action is the only way to bridge the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And the danger with saying one day is that the simple phrase acts like a permission slip to procrastinate because you're, in the moment, you're pacifying yourself with the notion that it will happen even if it's not going to happen right now. But what ends up happening in actuality is that we indirect, indirectly talk ourselves out of our dreams. Life goes on, new priorities creep up, and rarely do we actually revisit those old intentions. And so if you find you are somebody who falls back on the one day statement, rather than be vague about it, either set a day you are actually going to commit to it, or even better, get the ball rolling today, even if it's 1%. I remember for the longest time when it came to even starting this podcast, I always used to say one day, one day, one day. And then in January, I just got fed up with my own self is that rather than keep saying one day, I just closed my eyes and sent out emails to find someone who could take me, you know, make this into a reality. And, you know, the minute I did that, I got the ball rolling and then I started creating momentum and things started changing. So I didn't have to commit to the entire podcast overnight, but it was just about getting the ball rolling. Third statement, which is incredibly toxic to our growth, which again, so many of us throw around so lightly is I don't have time. It's a default phrase we lean lean into as a way to not stretch ourselves. I'm sure many of you have seen that well-known quote along the lines of, you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. Granted, she has access to way more help and resources than many people don't have, but the essence of this quote is the power of efficiency and choice in terms of what we do with the 24 hours we are presented with daily. Ultimately, we can fit in whatever is important to us, depending on how we choose to spend our time. A client of mine who I recently finished up with is a perfect example of someone who really utilizes every moment in favor of her growth. She's a wife, and she's also a mom of three. And at the time, she was Zoom schooling and, get this, studying for her bar exam. Yet, every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. her time She got on a call with me and committed up to 90 minutes, if necessary, of her time to learn how to go to the next level. And at the end of each call, I set her homework and amidst her various responsibilities, she continued to go above and beyond. And like I said, she is the perfect example of someone who made time. And even though we are finished up now, I have no doubt she is going to continue to soar because she prioritizes her growth. She does not fall back on the I don't have time excuse, but instead she thinks to herself, how can I make time? And every time you catch yourself reaching for the phrase, I don't have time as a way to cop out of doing something in the moment, replace it with it's not a priority and see how different it feels. And you re- it really starts to open your eyes up to Okay, is it that I don't have time or is it that I'm not making it important enough for me to find the time? And sometimes it might mean waking up a bit earlier. So, for example, let's say that you find that you want to get into some kind of morning routine because you know it's going to have an incredible payout the rest of the day, but your kids get up and then by the time you wake up, the day's already started. You know, it might just mean setting the alarm for 10 minutes earlier. It doesn't have to be anything long, but When you realize the payout of you committing to a morning routine, making time, even if it means five minutes in the morning, you'll realize, okay, I can can carve that out. It's not too much of me to ask. And in other cases, it might also mean clubbing certain habits together. So let's say that you are somebody who does want to read, but given your current schedule, you just don't have time to commit to reading a physical book. Purchase the audiobook version of it and listen to it while you're driving your errands or on a walk. Because like I said, we find time for what is important to us. And in fact, if you are someone who often says, I don't have time, go to your phone right now. Well, go to your phone after you finish this podcast episode and check your screen time and then see how much of that is social media. The average person spends at least 90 minutes daily on social media. And this is mostly in the form of mindless scrolling, which equates to 10.5 hours a week. And then let's say you watch an hour of Netflix every night. That tallies up to another seven hours per week. Bear in mind, I'm being very conservative with these numbers because most people watch up to two to three hours a night and scrolling on Instagram and Facebook is, could be up to even three hours a night. But anyways, using these conservative numbers is that is 17 and a half hours a week that you can instantly repurpose. And so instead of saying, I don't have time, try, I need to manage my time better, or I can be even more efficient with my time. And that is how you open yourself up to a new way of being and a new way of doing. Fourth statement, which you might find yourself staying at some stage in your journey, which ultimately hinders your growth is I cannot afford it. Before I continue, this is by no means me telling you to go and blow your money or pretend you have access to unlimited financial resources. But it's more in regard of how we use our current financial situation to limit our potential for growth. And so that could mean wanting to sign up for a seminar, coaching program, a retreat, travel, or investing in a business idea or any other medium that could facilitate your growth. But despite wanting to do it you've held back because you once you realize about the price i mean i I will do a podcast podcast episode specifically on this but long story short i remember when i first invested in myself i was so close to backing out with when my coach revealed her program carried a two thousand dollar price tag and i'm not gonna lie like everything she said to me sounds amazing and it was exactly what i needed at that stage in my journey and i knew I, I didn't know, but I had enough confidence that she could take me to the next level. But the minute she said the price, I my stomach started churning, and then I was like, let me think about it. And when I look back, I'm so grateful I went ahead and did it, because it took me to new levels. And obviously, I because of everything I learned in that program, I recovered that money and so much more. But like most people, it was so easy to back out merely because it seemed like a financial stretch. And this also relates to the I don't have time example. Essentially, we choose how we spend our money. And to put it simply, we spend money on what's important to us. And when we fall back on the I can't afford it phrase, it's also a very scarce mindset, which is backed up with the energy of fear and powerlessness. Especially as we are constantly manifesting our reality based on our energy and our state of being, this only creates a life of more lack. One of my favorite quotes is from Tony Robbins, and it's essentially along the lines of the quality of our life is determined by the quality of our questions. And so rather than throw around a blanket statement, which automatically shuts down the potential of even finding a solution and instantly limits your capacity to either generate more money or minimize your expenditures, start asking a better question. When you find something that financially stretches you, but has the potential to take you to the next level, replace this limiting statement with a more effective question, how can I afford it? That slight shift naturally opens you up to a solution. And finally, the fifth statement, which I wanted to touch upon, which is toxic to our growth, is along the lines of, it is what it is think about those five simple words can be so incredibly destructive to our growth. And it's an interesting one because we tend to pull it out in order to justify our situation or the actions of ourselves and others. And in doing so, we almost fool ourselves into thinking that this is our way of being easygoing and accepting of our circumstances. But actuality, it's a very defeatist attitude whereby we abdicate responsibility and total control. These five little words that we so lightly throw around in conversation creates a situation of inaction and consequently frustration, powerlessness, and resentment. And here's the thing is that it's like with anything, it's not an all or nothing mindset whereby we, don't, we start not accepting our reality because it's so important to accept our current reality but to also realize that we have the potential to change it into something we actually want. So long as we focus our energy on controlling the circumstances which we can control. And that's where the work needs to be done. And that's where we need to start showing up. And that merely starts with asking the question how can I make the situation or circumstance more desirable for me? Where or what is in my power and in control to change? Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfill podcast.